Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is all about sex. (laughs) (laughs) So, me and Kay were kind of pressed about what to talk about today. We honestly have, like, no idea. And we always do this, but I'll be like, okay, let's pray about, like what to talk about and then we both will and we'll be like "Mm, don't know yeah so um but since we're in a relationship series i know we mentioned abstinence a little bit in our last i think it was our last episode but um we just want to talk about sex as a whole yeah like how it's gotten so perverted and kind of turned into something it's really not supposed to be and yeah so um i think especially with like our main like mainstream artists it's become like female artists it's become so just like normal to be like make yourself sexualized yeah if that makes sense like sexualize yourself yeah and just like i don't know like cardi b or like megan the stallion like f dudes get money like yeah what like what does that even mean first of all which i mean we can all kind of get it but like at the same time it's like why would you even want to I think I understand the fact or the point that they are, not that I agree with it, but the point that they are trying to, like, flip the script. So, like, instead of men always being the ones to talk about that stuff, oh, we're going to talk about it as women and, like, make it into that. But in my opinion, there's other ways to do that, obviously. There's way more ways, more positive ways to do that. Exactly, no. Like, show our power and... Me and Kayla tried recording an episode about abstinence and it didn't end up like turning out very well. So we didn't upload it. But one of the things that we were talking about was giving away or giving away your body to a man is almost like giving your power away. Yeah, exactly. You hold so much more power when you're like, no, like this is my vessel. Like this is the Lord's vessel. Yeah. You don't just freely get this. Exactly. To me, that says a lot more than just being like, oh yeah, I'm going to F all these dudes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like what they talk about. Like, no. Exactly. You hold a lot more power when you don't do that stuff. Yeah. I really think, too, like, I'm really big on soul soul ties, and people don't... And growing up, I didn't know this was a thing either, soul ties, and if you're not taught about it, and I'm really strong now with the girls that are younger than me that are in my life, I I want them to know how important it is not to do that. And, again, like, no judgment to anyone who is having sex. Like, that is your choice but for me like I know what the bible says and what I've learned from starting in my faith and it's like soul ties it's like an example that Michael Todd used and um Joss has seen it in other people's episodes it's like sticking two pieces of paper together with glue when you rip the other piece of paper apart when you rip them apart some of the paper is going to be on this sheet and some of the paper is going to be on the other sheet. And it's just like, that's what we do with our souls. When we're having sex with somebody, we're connecting our souls together. And it's like, you get stuck to them and they get stuck to you. So it's like, I don't know why that seems appealing to anyone, but when you don't know that, you're just like, oh, like, what's Mm -hmm. the point? Everyone else is doing it. And I remember doing that. Like, everyone else is doing it, so why not? 
And I want to say, too, like, there's a big difference between judgment and educating. Yeah. I think the line gets very blurry, especially in Christianity, because people tend to get very offended by yeah. things that Christian ha- Christians have to say. But I really think it's just because it's reflecting something that you don't like about yourself. And I think, like, we all have things we don't like about ourselves, but instead of getting angry at the person who is reflecting it back to you, think, like, why am why is this getting a rise out of me yeah why do I feel emotional about this or like I want to object this yeah I'm not saying that everything me and Kay says is right obviously but the bible is the truth and if we really look at the principles in the bible they all are things that will make us better people yeah exactly and so um uh, regarding sex I think it's such a touchy subject because obviously a lot of people and a lot of young people do yeah and us saying, because me and Kay have, and us saying, like, oh, shi- trying to shine a light on not having sex and talking about it that way, like, you shouldn't before marriage, I know it's going to get some lashback or, like, some people that are going to not agree with that, but if you really think about it, what is so bad about not having sex until marriage? Like, yeah. why don't why don't you want to? Right. And I remember, too, um, saying, like... I was the type to be like, no, like, I need to have sex. Like, I need to see how it feels, like, before I get married. And then, like, learning how powerful, like Joss was saying, like, how powerful it is to be like, no, I'm going to save myself for the hus- the guy I am going to marry and wait for that because that's powerful. And I remember saying even in the last episode, like, people would ask me, like, why not? Like, just do it. Like, who cares? And it's just like, no, I care because I want to go to my husband and be like, I saved myself for you. I was going to say, not only like that, but you just gave a perfect example of how sex has been turned into something it's not supposed to be is just the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be an expression of love to somebody that you plan to be with for the rest of your life and that you plan to become one with. Yeah, Because that's essentially what you're doing when you're having sex. You're becoming one with that person, which means whatever stuff they're involved in it could be witchcraft it could be some like demonic stuff you are tying your soul to that and then all of a sudden you're carrying the burdens that they carry and you wonder why am i feeling depressed why don't i feel like how i normally do and it's because you don't know what you're tying yourself to you don't know who you're agreeing with yeah and i feel like i don't like mentally think about this when i think about sex Mm -hmm. but like you bringing it up makes so much sense like yeah and it really doesn't people don't realize how big of a deal it is you literally exchange spirits you exchange bodily fluids because that's what marriage is supposed to be you becoming one with somebody and when you're having sex like in the bible it used to be having sex was when you became married to somebody right i remember i actually heard a sermon and it was which is crazy because before going to non-denominational church i never heard about sex all i yeah in church except don't have sex before marriage or you're going to hell. Yeah. And that was it. And so um, he, I remember the one of the pastors when I was in California, he said how they would do like the christenings and stuff, or not christenings, the ceremonies at weddings is the people would go and have sex. And after they were done having sex, the woman like bled during sex. They would hold up a sheet showing oh, that yeah. they like had sex. And I'm like, one, that's kind of gross. Like, but that just shows like, that's what marriage that's what it's that supposed to be that was the covenant yeah. of marriage like covenant that, yes yeah that was the covenant that god created for you to show that you are now 
tied together. Mary. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's way more of a spiritual thing than people yeah. want to give it credit because I think people don't want to think that they're tying themselves to all these different people. But once you realize that, you're going to be way more careful who you give that to. Yeah. And I remember Michael Todd said in the, it might have been Lay With Fire, it might have been one of his new relationships. He was like, imagine all these people you're married to, like how you brought up marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, He's like, I don't know if you want to be married to that person. And that really helped my brain, too, because I'm like, I don't want to be married to these people. Yeah. Like, I am not ready for marriage yet, either. So I'm like, uh-uh. Like, and that, too, like, if you ever think, because the earlier we have sex with somebody, of course, the more we're going to think that we really like them. Yeah. But it's like, if you have a, if you have sex with somebody after the first day of them meeting, and then you're like, go to your, your friend, and you're like... I really like him. Yeah. Do you really like him, though, because you barely know him? Right. Or do you only really like him because you already had sex with him? Dude, yeah, that is that is really crazy. And a lot of times, too, I always wonder, because you can get, like, emotionally tied to somebody, too, and I always wonder about that because I'll get, like, emotionally attached to, like, guys, or I used to get emotionally attached to guys, and I'd be like, I haven't had sex with them, but I really like them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, because I'm literally putting every inch of my soul and, like, spirit into them and trying to make them happy. And it's just, like... Yeah, dude, this brings up so many thoughts in my head because I had so many conversations at work kind of similar to that. But us as women, like, we look to guys for validation yes, a lot. Dude, and yep. if we don't have the Lord, we make our the guy in our life our God. Yep. And then we become completely broken when they leave because we made them our everything. Yep. This is why, and it makes sense to my brain, like, why girls stay, like, with guys that they're in a toxic relationship with because they're like, oh, if I leave, like, I'm not going to get that from anyone else. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we're not taught as children, like, that God's the missing piece of the puzzle. And mm-hmm. I've explained this in one of the, it was like a, a probably a month or two ago. My grandma has this heart and it's like a big heart and then a small heart. And um, the small heart is like the missing part. It comes out, the small heart comes out of the big heart. And, got, and she's like, the small heart is like the missing part that God's supposed to fill. And so when you put that small heart in, your heart is filled. And it makes so much sense to me because I'm like, dude, like, if we replace all the energy, and recently, we were talking about balance before, recently, whenever I'm feeling sad or whenever I'm feeling down, I um, have been reading this book, so I don't read my, I read this daily devotional every day, so I still get Bible verses in, but I don't spend time actually, like, in the Word. I just have been reading this Christian book, and I've been doing devotional, so I'm still getting time in the Word, but not, like, my soul needs, and so I started reading the Bible again, and I'm just like, I've never, I never feel, I feel so good after it. Like, I've never felt better after reading the word. Like, it's almost like spending the best, like, such a good day with your best friend and, like, loving it. And, like, after that, like, you could have the worst day, go in your Bible and read. And, like, God makes you feel so much better than you could ever imagine. And I remind myself this a lot, too. Like, I get so upset when people, like, hurt me and all this stuff. And then I'm like, God reminds me. He's like, I'm the only one who knows how you feel. Mm. And then he's like, I'm, and that brings it back to like, I'm what's going to make, he's what's going to make us whole. We can't do that on our own. We guys can't do it for us. Like if he's a man of God, he can lead us to finding the wholeness in our heart and he's going to help us get there. But like these guys that aren't full, like of God and aren't a man of God, like they're going to lead us, leaving feeling us so empty and like feeling so drained and yeah yeah okay i'm gonna bring up a couple things so stick with me (laughs) sorry i jumped over all no no it's okay 
So when I, before I met Zay, I was just casually dating. Like I would actually just go on dates. Like I'm not talking about like casually having sex. I would just casually go on dates with guys that would ask me. And my goal would literally be just actually observe the person they are. Yeah. And so I would go and just have conversation with them, see what type of things they talked about, see if we had good chemistry, see if they could hold a conversation, whatever. And I would genuinely just look at the person they were. And nine times out of ten, I did not like the person they were, and I wouldn't end up being interested. Wow. But I think as women, like, we, we, I don't know if it's that we feel an obligation to like them, because then a lot of times they would come back around and, like, guilt trip me just because they didn't like them the same way they, that they, they liked, liked me. But two, like, <clears throat> I think we just fall for the first guy who comes along because we get in our heads, like well, this might be the one that I'm supposed to like. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we just feel like, oh, well, this is the next one who came along. You don't have to just date the next guy who comes in your path. Yeah. Um, What is it called? I was just going to say something. Like, I feel like we just, and I've done this out of experience, like, they give us attention, so we're like, oh, I like you. Mm -hmm. Like that. And I've done that before. I'm like, oh, they're going to give me attention, so I'm just going to like them because they give me attention. It's just like, why would you do that to yourself? Okay, I'm almost Sorry, sorry. But, um, so, then... I get so excited. The (laughs) other thing that I was thinking of is I'm like, when we don't, like I was saying before, when we don't have God in our life, we expect things out of a man that he will never be able to give us because we're not getting it from, from the source, from God, where we're supposed to get it from. And so, um, it's not fair. It's not only not fair to put those expectations on someone, but it's also unrealistic. And so we'll always end up unhappy when we do that. And we'll always, they will always fall short of us expecting what we're expecting from God. So we will not be happy in our relationships. And it's an interesting conversation, but one of my family members I saw yesterday brought up to me, he was like, "Um, well, I don't need God because (laughs) it's so funny when people talk, like people always have to bring up God when they know that you follow God because they think everybody (laughs) has a natural hunger for God, Yeah, but like they don't know how to talk about it in like a proper manner. So he was like... I understand if you need God because, you know, you're you're still young. You don't have a purpose in life. Like, not in a mean way. Like, it's <laughs> going like, to sound mean. But, like, he's just saying, like, you, you're still young. You're still trying to figure out your purpose in life. Blah, blah, blah. Well, like, I already have that. I already got that. Like, I already walked my path in life. I already know my purpose. Like, just going on and on. And then he'd be, then he'd be like, but I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm like... No, like God gives us our purpose. Like I'm like you wonder why you still feel that emptiness. You wonder why you still have that like longing. It's because you're looking for God, but subconsciously. Yeah. And so like I'm just sitting there like I don't ever argue with him because like I love him so much and I just you know I let him say what he has to say. But I'm just like no like I understand what he's trying to say, but I also have been through life i know i'm a strong person without god because of what i've been through but that doesn't mean i still don't need god yeah exactly and like when i have god i don't ever yearn 
Like, obviously, you still try to figure out your purpose and what God wants you to do. But I don't feel that, like, emptiness that I used to. I don't yeah. feel that, like, super depressed feeling like I used to because I have God. So, yeah. like, even when I don't know the specific purpose he has for me, I have a purpose because I have God. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't know. It's just funny because sometimes I can't explain that to people without, like, getting anxious. Like, here I'm just technically yeah. talking to you. So it doesn't feel like there's any pressure. Like, I can express how I actually meant to express it. Right. But when you're in those situations, it's so hard to express it yeah. the way that you want to because you low-key are afraid of them judging you or afraid of them not agreeing with you or afraid yeah. of them bringing up things that they, like, reject about your your relationship with God and that it's a very vulnerable thing because to me, God is the biggest thing in my life. So then for people to come in and try to like, um, like criticize it is really hurtful. Yeah. And like, I would never do that to anybody else. Right. So like it's hurtful and it's hard sometimes in the moment, but then you also want to do God justice and explain it how he would want you to. Yeah. I know. I get, I have a hard time with that too. Cause I'm like, when people are like, no, I don't believe in God. I'm like, but why? Yeah. And it's almost like like what you just said. Like, you want to defend God and, like, give him justice. But, like, you also don't want to step on anyone's toes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I get stuck in the middle and I'm like, Ugh, I but don't But then know. it's like when they bring it up, like, okay, but you brought it up. So then. Right. I guess I should be able to because it's like, well, you're asking. Right. But at the same time, you're still nervous to say it. It's so weird. Yeah. I remember I had one, I had a conversation with one of my friends before too. And I was like, why don't you? Like we always have these conversations and you say it's not for you, but like, what about it do you feel isn't for you? Right, To exactly. me, that never makes sense. Like, oh, it's for you, but not for me. I'm like, no, he's the creator of all of us. So yeah. like, why do you feel that way? Like, what disconnects right. you from him? It Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yes. And, and she couldn't answer. I'd be like, but why? And she'd be like, I don't know. It just blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Like, but why? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to criticize you or tell you you're wrong. I just genuinely want to know why. You've never actually given me an answer why. Right. And she'd be like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, there you go. Sometimes it, like, almost makes you, like, want to laugh when, like, people say that. Because I'm like, I just really don't get it. Like, yeah. Because I'm, like, trying to understand. Like, I try to comprehend it. And, like, I'm just like, you don't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the Bible is confusing. Don't get me wrong. Like, but you can understand it. Like, when I talk about God, like, it's pretty genuinely easy to understand. But, like, we were like, oh, it's just not for me. I'm like, like, what you were I saying. I genuinely think it's just because nobody's actually challenged them with it. Oh, that's Like, they true. don't know because they've never had to answer that question. And they okay. probably never reflected it on, on it themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because every single time, like, I've, I don't know. I think I shared this in the testimony one. I had a time where I was like I just I have to see it to believe it like I don't know like I just don't understand like how God like how people like believe in these miracles and like it hasn't happened to me so I just don't believe it and there's somebody in the Bible named Thomas that's like that right yeah no doubting Thomas doubting Thomas yeah and so then um like when Joss told me about that story I was like dude that used to be like me Mm -hmm. and then I had an encounter with God and it's almost like when you tell God, like, oh, how can it be real? Like, I have to see it to believe it. Like, God's going to, like, almost appear in your life. And it's almost like people don't want to challenge God to doing that for them. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, it almost makes it, I feel like that's what I think. But I don't know. Because if you literally, like, all right, God, 
Like, if you literally said that... I mean, we're not supposed to test that. Yeah, that's true. We're not supposed to, but there's been many times, like, there's this guy, his name's Isaiah Salvador or something like that, and he used to be an atheist, and he gives his, like, full testimony. Is this the guy that... Oh, is this the guy Mm -hmm. that's the speaking in tongues video? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. He used to be an atheist, and he... I forget the whole his whole testimony. You'll have to look it up. But he has a beautiful, amazing testimony, and he didn't believe in God at all. He was literally considered himself an atheist. And he went to church. The pastor prayed for him, and he spoke in tongues. And ever since then, he's been, like, an advocate for God. And so it's just, like... Everybody can handle a different level, too. Like, yeah. Some people aren't at that level. He doesn't have that plan for some people. And some people may think that's mean, but it all makes sense in the grand scheme of life. Yeah. And we all have a different anointing. Did I ever think I would follow God? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was Catholic. I didn't even understand what following God meant. Yeah. He just calls you when he calls you. And I right. can't explain it. And nobody, I feel, I mean, you can explain it, but no, it won't make sense to you until you at least try. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I feel like everybody thinks it's so hard. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I hear. Like, why do you have rules? Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to do that? It's not, it's the simplest thing ever. You literally don't have to go to church. You can do it just on your own. You just have to talk to him yourself yep. and start to build that relationship yourself because that that's all he cares about is your soul and having that relationship with his son or daughter. That's yeah. all God looks at it as. It's not like you have this set of rules. Naturally, when you get closer and closer to God, you will desire to do those things. Like my my walk of faith has been so like gradual. It's not yeah. just overnight you change every single bad habit you've ever had or yep. you all of a sudden read the Bible front to back. No, it doesn't it doesn't go like that. Like I was in church I think six months before I ever even picked up a Bible and that was because I didn't even have a Bible. I had a Catholic Bible but I didn't have like just the holy Bible. Right. Until Zay bought it for me. So it took me six months to even get in my word. Like, and it's not that gradual for everybody, but everybody's walk is different. And so for me, it's been a very gradual process. Yeah. It's been a constant, like, renewing of myself and changing of myself. And I've had to go through deliverance and all these different things. Yeah. So it's not just, like, it's not hard. Yeah. Um, what exactly is an atheist? Somebody who absolutely does not believe in God. Like, they don't believe in anything. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I always was curious. Like, I kind of had an idea of what it was. I was like, are they just somebody who doesn't believe in God? Yeah, they don't believe in God. I think they just think you die and that's it. Okay, okay, okay. Definition of an atheist. A person who disbelieves or lacks belief in the existence of God or gods. So, yeah, they don't believe in anything. Okay, like they okay, don't, okay. They don't conform to any, like, belief. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes... It doesn't make sense to me, but I, I like... Yeah. I understand the definition. Like, there's some people... I... I don't know if one of my friends, if she actually considers herself atheist, but I think that's, like, her. Like, she doesn't think anything happens to you after you die. And... Not only is that crazy, but, like, to me, it doesn't, like, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. Like, there's no scientific, like, how how did you get to that point in yeah. life? You know what I mean? 
Like, how did you get to that? There's no facts backing that. Backing with. Backing that there's nothing. Yeah. Like, there's way more scientific evidence showing that there is a creator versus they're not. Yeah, and it's even, like, um, what is it called? Like, the movie, have you ever heard of the movie Heaven is for Real? Mm-mm. So, it's about this little boy, and he's four years old. Oh, And he yes, dies yeah. and goes to heaven, and he met Jesus, and he comes back and, like, tells all these stories, and... His family is like, how do you know this stuff? Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, he explains everything. And it's so crazy. And I think, and kind of what Joss was saying before, because I was talking to my counselor, our counselor about it. And she was saying, because um, I was like, sometimes like I wish God would just like show up in my room. And like Jesus would show up in my room and like talk to me and just like have a conversation with me. And um, she was like, sometimes God knows you can't handle that. Like, yeah. I feel like God, if he did that to me, like I'd be like, can't do this like I would freak out like <laughs> I might drop dead like mm-hmm. it would just not scare me in a bad way but I feel like it would really intimidate me kind mm-hmm. of so um like God knows what you can handle and what you can't yeah and like he gives that and honestly if you get the gift of hanging out with Jesus like that is amazing <laughs> like mm-hmm. I wish that would be so cool but he gives it to certain people yeah and, which is amazing and so and like people like dying and going to heaven I'm not saying like dying is it honestly I have like a better perspective of dying now now that I know that they're gonna go spend time with the everlasting like for those of you not or for those of you still listening I want you guys to write down the atheist illusion and watch that oh yeah it is so amazing how this guy explains everything he makes it so simple and so like obvious but not in a super complicated way or, like, even the way we explain certain things. I know it's not the best because we're still learning as yeah. we're also talking about our journey. So everything we say isn't going to be perfect. But the way this guy is just can talk about it and make it so digestible and understandable for the, for those of you who are just starting your walk... Um, it's really amazing. I mean, even for Christians that are already well established, like it's just an amazing yeah. movie. It's on YouTube and it's free. It's like an hour. Um, but it's so good. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Me and Joss mm-hmm. watched it together and it is I watched so... it. That was the, like the third time I watched it. Really? Yeah. It is really good yeah, though. Yeah. My manager showed it to me. There's another sermon of this guy who went to heaven and hell. It's mm-hmm. like a testimony. Joss also showed me that mm-hmm. one and I was just like... In awe the whole time. My mouth was, like, literally open. Yeah. To me, it's just, like, people that don't believe anything happens. And after we die, and if any of you are listening, I genuinely want to know, like, what's your thought process? Like, isn't that depressing? Yeah. Like, what do you feel the purpose is of life then? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I guess I never thought about it. Yeah. I just, like, I'm not saying it to be condemning. I genuinely want to know, like, your thought process and how... Like, don't you feel depressed feeling like, what's the point of life? Yeah. It makes me think, like, you know how people are like, YOLO, you only live once. Like, what if that... Because I, like, genuinely, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't wait to go... You know what I mean? When I pass... Mm -hmm. When it is my time and God's like, okay, you can come up and hang out with me now. Like, it's honestly, like, exciting. Like, you're like, Jesus, like, yes. Mm -hmm. And for the people that don't believe, it's like... Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like trying to process words and I was yeah. like, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like Josh says, crazy. it's just literally like we're curious. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, and I feel like to atheists, like they, what it seems like when I watch interviews with atheists and stuff, they act like people who believe in God are uneducated. <laughs> like they literally do. They act like we're stupid. Like, yeah. well, how do you know that? Like, you don't have any blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, when you have a relationship with God, you have a relationship with God. Yeah. You hear his voice. You know exactly what he wants you to do. You get so much more clarity of life and the purpose of life. Like, you do know it and you do see him, so to speak, and you yeah. do feel him. Yeah. It's just like, because when you get to know something, you can recognize. Yeah. So like, now that I know Kay so well... Even if I'm not looking at her and we're, like, at a store or something, I hear her voice. I know it's her. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with God. Or, like, if Xavier taps my shoulder or hugs me, I know it's him because I know what his touch feels like. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. It's just that God isn't isn't fi- a physical God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, um, it's like just, like, getting to know somebody. Like, when me and verse... Me and verse... When me and Jasper first started hanging out, I've I don't even know what I first said. But when me and Joss first started hanging out, it was like we started to get to know each other more, and we started to like really start to I don't want to say understand each other more, but yeah, understand each other more, and we really got on the same level. And that's like how it is with God. Like when you first start talking to God and like hanging out with God. It's kind of like, oh, like, we're kind of cool. Like, he's really cool. And then you, like, hang out with him more. You're like, oh, he's really cool. And then it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's never going to disappoint me. Like, I love him. And it's- Once you get a taste for God, you will never want to stop. Yeah. Like, you will always want to get closer. You will always want to have that time with him. Like, it is so, I want to say, like, it's addicting. Yeah. Like, God's presence is the most beautiful thing you can ever experience. It's yeah. Literally, you don't think about anything else. You just feel pure joy and happiness and love. And just, like, you cry because of how happy you are. Yeah. Like, that That in itself, I'm just, like, even just for a moment in God's presence, every bad thing I've been through, everything that, like, you just forget it. And yeah. it's just literally the biggest blessing in life. Yeah, it's like, um, you'll see a lot of people in church, like, some, when I first started going to non-denominational church, like, people would just cry, and I'm like, what's wrong? And it's like, you just, like, literally, I was feeling it on Sunday at church, like, I just wanted to cry. I was crying over almost everything Pastor was saying. I was like, dude, this is so good, and you're, like, Me crying. and Kay both, where we were, like, <laughs> looking at each other, tears in our eyes, and we're like, Kayla, I didn't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, me and they were praying, and that, no, you know what happened before church on Sunday, though, is that I was just feeling kind of, I want to say ungrateful, like, I was in this weird mood where I was just, like, stressing about money, stressing about this and that, stressing about everything, and it was putting me in, like, this most terrible, ungrateful mood, and it was really ugly, and, like, I was just crying, and then that one song by Maverick City, um, what is it? Jehovah Jireh, you were yeah, <laughs> and that came on, and I immediately just started crying because to me that was God telling me like, I am your provider, like I am sufficient for all of your needs, like you don't have to constantly worry about these things and have anxiety because no matter what you do, you won't change the situation. I'm the only one that can, and I'm the only one that's in control. So. 
you worrying about it is pointless because I'm I'm the provider. Dude, and that so yeah, and I was just like, wow, like I literally repent like when me and Zay prayed before we went in church and I like repented. I was like, God, I'm so sorry for being ungrateful <laughs> because in those moments we get so caught up and like forget all the things that God's done for us and forget all the things that we do have to be grateful for, especially being in America. Like everything's just kind of like handed out. Yeah. And we don't, we just, it's easy to become ungrateful. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that just, it reminded me like you have things to be grateful for and God's the provider. So don't worry all the time. Yeah. Um, you saying that reminds me of the song, nothing else, that Mm -hmm. song. And every single time that song comes on in the beginning, it's like, I'm sorry when, like, I just go through the motions and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, like, when I don't think you're enough. And it's true because you'll just go to God and it's like almost like we're doing these throw up prayers where it's like, oh, thank you, God, for waking. And I'm not saying this is bad, but it's almost like, thank you for letting me see another day. And it's just like, you're just going through the motions and it's just like, no, like, God wants to sit and talk to us and like Mm. wants to have a relationship with us. And it's crazy because even when you don't give him the time of day, like he's still giving you the time of day. Yeah. And I think that like it, it brings me so much joy when I think about that. And almost at first I'm like, I feel so bad. And then I'm like, no, it's God loves me still. Like, I'm sorry, God, for literally just going through the motions. Yeah. When we actually set an intentional time with God and like I notice the days that I even try to miss it like I'll be like oh no I'm just gonna go to work I'm not gonna pray quick like I almost did that today and I literally sat down and just started praying and things that you wouldn't even imagine just start coming out and then you just feel so much better like he reveals things to you in your prayer time that he can't just reveal to you when you're so busy going through the motions of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you're too busy to hear him. So when you have that intentional time for him, that's his time to speak to you. Yeah. So when you're so caught up in, I'm not hearing God, I'm not hearing God, but are you making him a priority, though? Yeah. And that that's when I really notice the difference with my relationship with God is when I put, I've started putting that intentional time with him and literally being like god show me what you want to show me like don't just i don't want to just bring my will to god because my will is going to be all these earthly things that aren't actually what i need right now yeah he's only one that knows what i need and i'll give another example like the other day when i was in my prayer time with god i just kept feeling like you need to forgive you need to forgive you need to forgive and i'm like thinking like dang it like who do i need to forgive right i've feel like I don't have anybody else that I need to forgive and then I just started like praying and literally just like people's names started coming out of my mouth like I forgive blah 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 I forgive blah 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 I forgive blah 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 and I was just afterwards I felt a sense of release even though knowing I still have some work to do in forgiveness and now realizing who I need to forgive I can kind of work through it better but just having that time with him and being like this is who I need to forgive this is who I need to forgive it reminded me and if I didn't have that time with him I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that and he wouldn't have shown me that so it's so important because that's his time to reveal things to us yeah and he um and I remember saying like hearing from one of the mentors at our church she was saying um like sometimes like in our dreams like we're so busy throughout the day like God can't just talk to us so sometimes Mm -hmm. he'll speak to us through our dreams Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't really remember my dreams sometimes like I don't really remember any of my dreams and they're like just wait like Mm -hmm. once your relationship with God starts to strengthen he's gonna be like okay you didn't hear me today I'm gonna give you a dream and speak to you through that because that's when you were so busy today and I'm like 
And that's the thing too, like God is a still small voice. Like that's how his voice is explained. It's a still small voice, which means that it's not super loud. It's not ever in your face. I mean, sometimes his signs are like super in your face. You're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. But it, on a day-to-day basis, it's a still small voice. Yeah. So unless you have quiet time, how are you ever going to hear him? Yeah. You're not. And you're just going to continue to think that he's just not talking to you. But sometimes we have to be the ones that are willing to listen because I think a lot of times we just put our hand up to God and we're like, I don't want to hear what you have to say today, blah, 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 blah. But I'm just going to say all these things. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm going to pray to you and ask you things all day, but I'm not going to stop to listen to your response. Right. I'm not going to stop and open your word to see what you have to actually say about the situation. And I think I'm kind of ministering to myself too because I think sometimes I ask God for things and I'll be like, reveal this to me, reveal this to me, reveal this to me, and just expect it to be like, oh. You yep. got it. Right. Like, here it is. But no, like, you have to do some type. Like, you have to seek it. Yeah. You have to look for it. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you a question. I have an example of, like, the signs thing. I um, was going to work at a bar. And um, I literally keep telling people, I'm like, I don't want to be in that environment. Like, I don't go out. And then, like, my grandma kind of caught me. She was like no like she was like don't be a hypocrite like that you're literally like she didn't say it in those exact words but that's what I kind of got so then I decided not to work at the bar but on the way there it took me to the wrong place twice and I was like okay god if like you don't want me to work here this last time and I felt god telling me like I told you the first two times like what makes you think this third time is going to be any different like you can go there but you're going to feel like something's wrong and so God will do that to you like he'll be like I'm going to show you like whether you like it or not but could you give like an example of what intentional time with God is yeah like taking actual time out of your day and sitting down and like being like this is my time with you with no other distractions like you're sitting down opening your Bible listening to the Bible and taking time to pray Okay, okay. And I started, I do that every morning now, and my days have been so much better. My moods have been so much better. Like, you start your day off on the right foot. Yeah. Like, I I have a very, if I do miss a day, I have a very bad day. I'm not the same when I have that time because I didn't get out what I had to say. I didn't say my confessions. I say confessions every morning, and I listen to the Bible or I read my Bible. And lately, like today, I actually didn't, but I still got my prayer time in. And that's, like, what matters. Just keep in communication with him. It doesn't yeah. mean, like, oh, you miss a day, you have to beat yourself up. Absolutely not. Like, that's that's actually unproductive because then you're sitting there thinking about that when you could have just prayed or you yeah, could have exactly. just asked for forgiveness or whatever it was. But just having that constant communication with him. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, cause I feel like if I would have explained that it would have been all over the place. So I was like, I'll have Joss explain that one. Yeah, no, like, I mean, driving can be a form, like you could pray all the time, Yeah. but like when you actually have this time to set aside, there's something special about that because God sees that that's intentional time. Yeah. That you're not just saying it when you have passing time in the car, passing time in the shower, like. No, you're saying like this 15 to 30 minutes or whatever, however much time, this is yours. Yeah, okay. That's important. Yeah, I do like praying in the car though because I feel like it's the time where like my mind, because I listen to worship music. No, I'm not saying you can't do those things, but I'm giving an example of like I'm specifically putting this time away for God. Okay. That's intentional time. You're, You're purposely taking time out of the day to be like, God, this is your time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That that does make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. 
So it's, you know, you can pray all the time, obviously. Right. Like you could pray when you're at work. I pray when I'm at work. I pray when I'm in the car. I ask God for this while I'm doing this. Like you can talk to him all day, but when you actually have that time with him, he has time to speak to you because you're not busy. You're, oh, yeah. You're, that's intentional time. Yeah. Like when me and you hang out, this is intentional time. We carve out our time to do the podcast. Yeah. Intentional. Oh, You're okay, like okay. scheduling time. Yeah. And it's like God wants to be your best friend. So he's like, spend that 30 minutes with me yeah. a day. Like see how much better this gets. Yeah. Okay. And I just, before we close, I want to bring it back to the main topic sex because yeah. I know we, we always trail off but I <laughs> I think that's good because I think it's things that God wants people to hear yeah this is genuine stuff that me and Kay go through that me and Kay are learning yeah and growing in our faith so I think it's really cool to just be open and honest and yeah. vulnerable with you guys and this is a conversation that me and Kay genuinely would have even not recording yeah um but bringing it back to sex really quick I think that a lot of people don't want to be don't want to follow God because they know they're going to have to give not only sex up, but drinking up and blah, blah, blah. But like I was saying, it is a gradual thing. It's not like overnight me and Kay just stop doing all the bad things. No, (laughs) it it happens gradually. And so for those people who say, well, I don't want to follow the rules of like having a relationship with God, or I don't want to give this up. I don't want to give that up. It's never going to feel like a chore. Yeah. Once you have an encounter with God, it never feels like a chore giving things up for him. Yeah. Because you know it's for him and he deserves all the glory and all the praise and all everything. Every sacrifice, he Mm -hmm. deserves it. And you will eventually get to that point if you continue to walk the path that you want to give up those things. Yeah. And and it's only ever for a period of time. Yeah. Like, it's not like God's saying you can never have sex. No, he just wants you to have it under the right circumstances yeah. of marriage. And you know why he does that? To protect you. Mm-hmm. Not because he doesn't want you to have the pleasures of that. Not because he, like, he created it. So, of course, he he had it for a purpose. He he made orgasms. Like, yeah, exactly. These are taboo things, but, like, he made those things. Yeah. It's not that he never wanted us to feel those things or have those things. Just under the right circumstances. Yeah, there's a book in the Bible literally all about sex. Is there? Yeah, I remember. I don't know exactly what book it is, but there is a book all about sex. Really? Mm-mm. I think it's in the Old Testament. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's about sex. Really? Wait, the little line. <laughs> We're like, wait. But no, it's about sex. And so it's like, if the Bible talks about sex, like, yeah. that's what God wants Yeah, the Bible definitely talks yeah. about sex. Like, it's, God created all things. He created it, but it's just not supposed to be this perverted, nasty thing that the world has made yeah, it into. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's supposed to, it was, it's genuinely supposed to make babies. Like, yeah. that's why it genuinely is there. But, obviously, there's pleasure in it, and he made it that way. Yeah. Like, it's all, all of God's guidelines and, quote-unquote, rules <laughs> that some people call it. It's all under the protection of our souls. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want us to let these evil things in because when we do things that are out of God's will, it it opens doors to evil. Yeah. And you don't, like, you don't even want to dabble in that once you're delivered, once you're closer to God. Like, you're like, heck, no, I don't, I know what the pain of having that demon is and yep. I don't want that. Yep. So... It's it's always in protection for us. Yeah. It's out of love. It's not out of like, oh, I don't want them to do this or that or that's sin. Like, he's not a condemning God. Yeah. Um, and I was just going to bring up this point. Like, I just got delivered pretty recently, probably over a month ago. And I'll, I don't want to say, 
what is it called? Like, I'll go and hang out in cir- certain situations. Certain situations. What? <laughs> that is hard to say. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, wait, I feel like... Certain I- situations. Yes, yes. I feel like I was like, that's going to sound super confusing. And then I'll go back to it, and I'm like, why did I put this myself back in this? So I know, especially not being as strong as I want to be, that God's like, this isn't for you right now. Yeah. And like Josh said, like, it's only for seasons. Yeah. Like, and once you get the Holy Spirit, like you were just explaining, yeah. you'll get convicted and you'll be like, oh, I don't even feel comfortable here Yeah, anymore. exactly. Exactly. It's not like, oh, I can't do that. No, it's like, oh, I don't even feel comfortable yeah. doing that. It's like going to a bar and being like, yeah, it's like, no, I don't even like this. <laughs> like, it feels wrong. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and like, um, I wanted to bring up this point, like drinking for some people, like they can go and have a glass of wine or go and have a beer. But like for me, like, uh-uh, Dude, it's like yeah. what you're doing it for, basically. I saw this thing and I'm going to read it. I posted it on our Save the Girls Instagram. Hashtag go follow. (laughs) Hashtag, Um, hashtag. But it's like a picture, and it says hot girl summer, and then it has it crossed out, and it says healthy girl summer, healing girl summer, intuitive girl summer, grateful girl summer, authentic girl summer, happy girl summer, nurturing girl summer. And I just love that because it's like it it shouldn't all be about like, oh, like it's hot girl summer, like just the way you look or like glow up summer. Like, no, focus on your soul this summer. Yeah, like healing it. It's like I just saw actually TikTok of like something today that kind of described that about like, um, what is it called? About sorry my brain is like losing it but not losing it but it's like healing like years of trauma and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that like being the most intentional with God that I've ever been and I'm like dude like that That sounds sounds amazing like that's the type of life I want I don't know about you but yeah Anyway, we're we've been recording for a long time, like dude. Yeah, I just get so, so excited. Long. I hope that people actually are still here right now. Yeah. But <laughs> if you're still listening, thank you guys so much. We, we love, love you. you. We appreciate all of our listeners. And as always, follow us at Save the Girls Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook. And if you're listening, well, yeah, if you're listening on Apple, Apple. Podcast or Spotify download and leave us a rating because that just helps get it up there on the ratings a little better yeah and more people will be able to see it and listen and we're still working on our youtube yeah it's it's literally such a process and obviously zay and are planning a wedding and kay's helping because she's one of the maid of honors so it's like it's a lot going yeah on. and then me and well zay is trying to find an apartment that we can move into after we're married and so it's it's a trip yeah it'll come it'll come we swear yeah and yeah it'll it's just taking time like everything but we just want we just want this to reach as many people as it can yeah so thank you guys for listening even though you can't see our faces yet we love you and send us any messages for prayer requests yes and i'm gonna leave it there because we'll end up talking forever As always, we love you and we want to save the girls.